Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. I was trying to hype it up there. Hype it up. We're we're both having a little bit post-Alamo Bowl blues um, slash Christmas blues. Mostly me, but uh, I was trying to pump it up there. Uh, we're here to discuss Arizona basketball. Woo! Woo! Arizona basketball uh, did defeat Cal last night. A million. Was it a million or was, it was a hundred? Okay, I don't know. Whatever. I was trying to just stay awake. Jason that was, was the, trying to stay awake. The but, ultimate goal was being awake. And uh, they are going to play Stanford on Sunday. Uh, before we begin, we have a message from our sponsor, Longview Insurance and Investments. Mm, 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 mm. Which one do I want to do? Snow in Tucson sounds unpredictable, right? But we know the unexpected happens. It's important to be prepared and to have a plan. Like, where will your retirement money come from? Have you optimized your 401k? If you have questions about your current retirement plan or want to begin preparing for tomorrow, contact Longview Insurance and Investments. Visit their website at longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn MOSS. There you go. We did it. Boom. Done. Um, <clears throat> so, um, basketball, we're not going to talk about the Cal game a ton. You guys might have noticed we did not do a post-game podcast because, quite honestly. I didn't want to. You, we, you blame me. I was tired. Jason was tired and grumpy. And there wasn't a ton to talk about because Arizona kind of dominated. Here's my summary of the Cal game, Shelby. Okay. like I've been asked the question. Go ahead. Okay. Let's review the Cal game first. What are your general thoughts on everything you saw and some individual shout-outs? I actually thought it was impressive with some time off um, that Arizona came out the way they did. I thought that was the most – I mean, they just came out guns blazing. Mark Batson, the Cal coach, was even like, yeah, they came out – the way they came out was just ridiculous. Hitting shots, defending, all of that stuff. I mean, Caleb Love killed a guy. Yeah, Caleb Love attempted murder. Uh, I don't even know if it's tempted. He might, like, we got to check on him. But, um, yeah, like, I had said before the game that Cal is a very feast or famine type of squad. They're either, like, all hot or all cold. Um, the first half, they couldn't hit anything. Arizona was putting dudes in foul trouble. The Wildcats were shooting 70% and a half. You're, there's no team in the country that's going to beat Arizona. If Arizona's shooting... 70%. And not only were they shooting 70%, uh, 
Um, I don't know what they finished. They finished in the 60s. They only shot six threes. Like, they were getting every single look uh, they want. I read nothing into the second half. I know that Tommy Lloyd, after the game, had mentioned, like, oh, teams are obviously going to attack us by trying to drive into us, and we'll have to make some adjustments and all that. I don't know. I mean, in college basketball, you almost don't want a big lead early because it is so difficult to hold on to that lead. lead. Like we saw it against FAU, and Tommy even said after the FAU game that he knew Arizona wasn't going to keep that up. Like against good teams, it's just so hard to maintain that energy. And when you're Arizona and you're up 30, and you're so very clearly better than the team across from you, asking a bunch of kids to, (laughs) to keep up that intensity, I mean, it's just not realistic. So I don't read a ton into that second half. Um... Once again, Umar and, and Crevis. Uh, Crevis was excellent. I was impressed with Crevis. Uh, the one negative I, I will say with Crevis's game this season is he needs to rebound the ball better. Yeah, he does. Being his size and around the basket as much as he is, having only two rebounds. It's odd he has like this weird anxiety energy when he's under the basket. Yeah, and, and Tommy, so that's probably the one thing now they got to work on him is the rebounding. And... Uh, you know, overall, you, you take a look at that game, and it's just Arizona was just better. Uh, they fouled the whole front. I, I thought the most impressive thing was Fardock's uh, IMAC fouling him out. That like, was awesome. complete non factor in that game. Uh, Jordan Tyson's just really good. I, I, I think, I remember, I thought Arizona should have somehow convinced that kid to come off the bench uh, or went after him in the portal. Cal landing him was uh, really impressive. Like, he is a, a stud. Uh, one of the best players in the conference. He was awful in the first half, was excellent in the second. Um, but again, like the concerns was Jordan Tyson going off. He had one good half. The other concern was Jalen Cohn goes off for three. I think he hit two threes and they were in the last like four minutes. He was a complete non-factor. Um, it, it was just a butt kicking. There's, there's really there's really no other way to, to put it. Arizona, it is important in the regular season uh, to do what you do and what you're supposed to do. Um, and, and Arizona was supposed to beat the crap out of Cal and they and beat the did. crap out of Cal. And that's really the key. Like the, the Pac-12 regular season can be simplified. If Arizona does what it is supposed to do, uh, it is going to be favored to, I mean, shoot, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be favored to win every game. They're not going to go undefeated, but if they win 95% like they're supposed to, they're going to win the conference going away. Um, the, only concern, I think, at this point after the Cal game, and and we'll see if it's a concern after the Stanford game. But yeah, I mean, we said it after it FAU. It, Kylan Boswell's performance is officially concerning. He just hasn't looked good in a while. Uh, the turnovers to start the game. I I don't I don't blame him for one of them. But I was like four turnovers in the first four minutes. Basically, looked out of shape. Um, out of sorts, sorry. I, the biggest concern actually for me with Boswell isn't offensively. I think that stuff will come. I don't think he's tired. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that his defense has just not been good. Yeah, and uh, I, I know there's people, when we brought this up, I think um, after the FA Florida Atlantic game, and some people tweeted back at me like, oh, we stand Kylan, he's the best, like he's, he's young, well, you know. The thing is, is like it only takes three things to make a pattern, and we're well past three games of him underperforming and not performing to expectation, um, even like the base level expectation. So it is definitely something that I would expect as we start getting into like harder games. If he's not 
performing and he's turning the ball over like that. Um, it's just, and it's just like a focus thing. Like if you, I went back and I rewound it in the first couple of minutes of the game against Cal and he's, it's almost like he's not even like paying attention where he's throwing the ball sometimes. Like it's just, it's very odd for a point guard. So, I mean, in a, in a more, in a tighter game, like against Colorado or Utah, maybe you might be seeing Jaden more. Um, but we'll see. Uh, definitely something, uh, odd that we're keeping an eye on. And you can so. get away with that with games and Cal, whatever. You can't get away. I mean, shoot, I don't know if Arizona can get away with it against Stanford. Like, I think Collins going to have to play better against Stanford. But um, we said it after FAU that by the end of the year, the minutes for Kylan and Jaden would start to even out a little bit more. And, and I have a feeling that's, that's still the case. I haven't changed my mind. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to the other base school, to Stanford. What type of team is the Cardinal, a.k.a. the team that lost ASU. Yeah, well, first off, might as well jump in that. Like, they were in control of that ASU game the entire time. Um, and then they scored five points in the final five minutes and get outscored 17-5 to five and lose that game. Um, you know, ASU, props to Hurley. Like, they, they fight and they Pesky. win. They win close games and they don't, you know, they lose and blow out and they win close games. They're a weird team, but... Um, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I think, like, Ken Palm, I think, had it at, like, 11 or 12 against Arizona before the ASU game, and now Ken Palm has Arizona winning by 15. Uh, so Stanford took a, a nice Ken Palm hit. Uh Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They are, they're a very average team. I don't think they're bad. I don't want to call them bad, but they don't do anything really that well. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. So, offense, they're 93rd in the country. Defense, they're 117th. Um, they are actually fast, uh, relatively fast on, on offense. They'll shoot quickly if they have it. Their effective field goal percentage is very good. They don't turn the ball over a ton. Their biggest thing is... Uh, they do not go to the free throw line at all. They're 336th in the nation at free throw attempts to field goal attempts, and they do not offensive rebound at all. They get back. They defensive rebound very well. Uh, well, not very well. They, they defensive rebound pretty well, but their offensive rebounding, they're 333rd in the country. Uh, they shoot threes at a pretty decent clip, 35%. They shoot twos very good. Uh, so they're, they're a, a pretty good offensive team uh they pass the ball well they're 30th in the country and assist a field goal made um you know they're most of their points or more of their points will come from the three uh they're a, a decent sized team they're not a deep team but um 
Stanford's kind of just Stanford. They're not going to beat you with their talent. Uh, their offense last year was good, too. They were actually 33rd in the country in offensive efficiency. The, you know, they, they're a faster team than they have been the last two years. Usually Stanford will pretty much walk the ball up the court. Uh, you take a look at their schedule, and they beat the no one. Uh, Idaho is their best win. Sorry, their best win is, is probably, I guess, Eastern Washington. They beat them by 25. They beat San Diego, Idaho. CSUN and Sacramento State. They lost to Santa Clara by 12. Uh, Arkansas, they actually played well. That's probably their best played game of the season, but they lost by three in double overtime. Lost to Michigan. Got blown out by Northern Iowa. Got blown out by San Diego State. And then lost this game to ASU as well. They're not well coached. I don't like Jared Haas. I've made that very clear. Um, but, you know, at Stanford, you kind of know what you're going to get. I think the, the only surprise is that this year, um, you know, generally speaking, Stanford's a pretty big, and good rebounding team. Uh, this year, they are not a, a very good rebounding team. All Offensively, right. at least. Who are the standout players for Stanford? Great question, Shelby. Remarkable, magical question that you've asked You're me. welcome. Um, there's, I don't know, there's three guys that catch. So, Spencer Jones would be the easy answer. He was out for, like, the entire month of December until the ASU game because whenever Arizona comes to town, Health, your your health just improves. Immediately. Immediately. He played 26 minutes against ASU and only scored nine points. I'm assuming he'll play 38 against Arizona. But last season, he averaged 14 points, shot 43%. Um, I believe off the top of my head, I'm trying to think. I'm going to look this up because I know that he, uh, yeah, he had 18 points when Stanford beat uh, Arizona in that game. Um, and then... I remember the Pac-12 tournament years ago. We had like 150 points, remember? Uh, but yeah, the second meeting at 22 points. On set. So he has done well um, <clears throat> against Arizona in the past. Uh, their best player this season is probably Maxime Arenon. That's my friend, Shelby. I love it. Uh, he is, he's been good. He's their center. Him and Umar is awesome. We'll get to that in a minute. But 15, 14 and a half points, nine and a half rebounds, 56% shooting. Um, a very solid player, good shooter from the line this season so far. Normally he's not, so that'll probably return back to earth. Brandon Angel is another guy, averages 13 points. He's 6'8", 240. For some reason, he only averages five rebounds per game. You would assume that would be more, but he had 15 points uh, against ASU. He had 25 points in a game earlier this year. Last year against Arizona, he had 19-7 and seven in the Pac-12 tournament. And then the first game, he had 14 points. So those are the two guys, um, you know, that I think, three guys I think really stand out. The backcourt isn't great, uh, in my opinion. Michael Jones is probably the best player. He averages 12 points. Um, but, you know, the front court it, that's where the interesting matchup is going to be with Maxime Reynaud, Brandon Angel, and uh, and Spencer Jones. I, I think those are probably the, the three guys that I would say watch out uh, the most. All right. Um, what is the most intriguing matchup for you, in your opinion? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say whoever guards Spencer Jones is probably, you know, last night. I, I keep saying last night, but yeah, it was last night, whatever. Uh, they, You know, when Spencer Jones played, he was at the three and the four. Um, the easy one is Umar versus Raynaud. When you have two centers in college basketball that are very good, going against each other 
Uh, I think there's some very clear intrigue there. Um, for me, you know, Maxime Renaud, 14 and 9, pretty much 15 and 10, averages a couple assists, shoots 56% from the field, can stretch the floor a little bit. Him versus Umar. Um, you know, Umar, another one against Cal, we had that intriguing matchup. Umar got the best of them. Against Florida Atlantic, Umar went up against another good center. Umar got the best of them. You know, eventually, like, is Umar going to keep getting the best of these good centers? And, and Reynaud has taken uh, a major jump from last season. He's, uh, you know, he's up to 28 minutes a game. You can get him into foul trouble a little bit. Uh, you can get him into turnover trouble a little bit. But uh, is Umar the better player? Yes. But that, to me, that matchup is the one that I have my eye on. Because, again, you know, we talked about it in the Cal game, right? I said... Stand, the only way Cal was going to win is if, like, if Tyson played well and I'm at, like, their, their best players had to play well. If Maxime Reynaud doesn't play well against Arizona, Stanford got blown out. Like, they have to get him to play well. And so that, to me, is, uh, is the most intriguing matchup. All right. Um, who on Arizona do you think can have a big game? This might surprise you, Shelby. All right. I'm, I'm going out on a limb. Ready to be surprised. I'm going out. I'm going a hot prediction. Okay. okay. You're usually pretty good at this. You ready? I'm ready. I think that Kylan Boswell is going to have a good game. What? Uh, Jared Bynum is Stanford's point guard, and there's another guy named Benny Geeler. Great name, by the way. Uh, I'm not high on both. Like Bynum is shooting 35% from the field. Uh, I don't find him to be very good when I've watched Stanford. He was on Providence. Uh, he's been on St. Joe's. But even at Providence, like, he was never efficient. He shot 38% from the field. He's not that good uh, defensively. I just feel he's 5'10". He's not like a super freak athlete or anything like that. You can get him into turnovers. Um, you know, again, I've, I've watched more Stanford basketball than I probably want to. I didn't think his defense was is very good. Um I, I think Boswell's going to bounce back. I, I really do. Uh, that matchup, I think Arizona could take advantage of. And, you know, I, I think Caleb Love is significantly more athletic than Michael Jones. Michael Jones is 6'5". He's a good size, but that's the one. And, shoot, I'll keep going. I, I think there's multiple matchups. I think, like, I think Stoyakovich is pretty solid, but he's also not nearly as strong in experience as Pella. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's – it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of these games where – we have like four Arizona players in double figures. I wonder too. We didn't talk about it at the Cal game, but Philly B kind of had a emergence. Yeah, props uh, to Cal, Philly B. Props to Philly B for his we performance. All, we all acted like he dropped twenty. He had six points. Yeah, but, but I mean, it like, was well, he it did was other things. It was nice to see Arizona, and especially in Pac-12 play, it's important for Philly B to get first half minutes. And he played well. I'm not. I'm just kind of joking around, but he played well. But for you to be able to give Philly B 14 minutes, for you to be able to get Krevis 18 minutes, that pays dividends in your second game. So Umar is going to be a little more fresh. Arizona's guards are going to be a little more fresh. Meanwhile, Stanford had to play all their they had starters. Had to play their guts out. Uh, had to play their starters big minutes. That's that's something that, that could absolutely show up with an earlier Sunday game. One thing I also, just going back to the Cal game, sorry we're regressing, but I'm interested to see if it happens at Stanford, is I thought that, when Philly B was on the court, Crevis played better. Like they kind of were like a unit together um, because there was a couple times they were, you know, teaming up. So I think that that is going to definitely pay dividends, not just 
against Stanford, but moving forward in the future to have someone that can come off the bench and even if it's six points, but he he you know he had some he had some good plays and I'm I'm just happy to have seen him out there production wise. So um all that being said, what is your prediction for this game? And we were actually both fairly close. I was closer than you. Uh, for the last game, because I think I said 95-71, and it was 100-71. to 71. Wow. So that's pretty darn close. What is your prediction for Arizona-Stanford? Uh, yeah, I think this is another game where Stanford at least has some size up front. Like, I think Spencer Jones being back obviously helps. Brandon Angel, Raynaud, like, I, I just, I don't see where Stanford is able to score enough points. And I know they're a better offensive team than defensive team. Um, but I don't, that, that size they have, isn't going to be, uh, effective. Like I, I, you know, they went in a lull against ASU. They've gone in a lull in pretty much all of their losses. Um, and while their, their defense isn't as good as their offense, technically, I mean, 83 points to Michigan, they could not score against Northern Iowa. They scored 51. They scored 60 against San Diego State. They haven't scored against any good defensive team that they face. Like Arkansas, 74 points in two overtimes. I just don't see how, how they get enough points in this game against Arizona. Uh, I'm going Arizona, 85. Stanford, 68. I Ooh. think Arizona whoops them. I knew you, I knew you were going to say uh, 85. I also don't think Arizona's going to go to the max, like, get to 100 this game either. Just they'll probably, you know, play a little I love off. how, like, Arizona gets 100. We're like, yeah, they probably won't. Like, it is rare to score 100 points in Pac-12 play. It doesn't happen. And yeah. Arizona's like, yeah, why not? First game, sure. I don't not. think for this one, though, they will. I agree. In the 80s is probably a good place to be. You said 85? 85 to 68. You can copy me, baby. I'm never wrong. Do you know that I went 13-0 and 0 for football? Just want to point that out. Wow. Um, that's because you're a trader and you don't pick Arizona every time like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think, let's say 90. I'll say, I think Arizona goes a little high, and I'll, but not to 100. So I'll say Arizona 90 and uh, Stanford 60, I'll say 67. I thought you were going to go 69 because you're a pervert. I didn't even think that, but thanks for you're welcome telling everybody where your brain's at right now. Right now. Uh, (laughs) 24-7. What are you talking about right now? Anyway, Shelby, no matter what I'm thinking about, we always know what you're thinking about, and that's... 24-7. Bear down. Look, we had some complaints that we didn't have any witty banter. So, Jesse Bridges, this is for you. Here's your witty banter. Shelby, witty banter. Oh, oh, it's my turn. Um... Um, Shelby. I'm sorry. This is making me nervous. Too I'm long. just on the spot. Too long. 